Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, uh, let's go into the Word concerning some things. And we want to go over to 1 Thessalonians 5, but there's something the Lord has been uh, uh, dealing with me about to, to go back to. Not to go back to in the sense of, uh, you know, that it's something we, we, we need to reestablish, but it's a theme that God's been talking to us about. You know, and of course, last week, uh, you know, I uh, was spent uh, a lot of time with my mother and my family. Uh, Dad, of course, moved to heaven last Monday. And uh, so anytime that you're, you're uh, dealing with, uh, you know, those situations, you deal a lot with legacy. And just to see all the messages of people that uh, messaged. I, uh, one message a lady sent uh, talking about my dad. She said he baptized, there's a, and, and just for your information, there's a, a little like creek in, in that, that part of Kentucky called the Little Sandy. And uh, my, this lady wrote, and she said, 40 years ago, you baptized me in the Little Sandy River, and, and I gave my life to God, and I'm still born again, and, yeah. and all of these messages. And, and so you think a lot about legacy, and you think a lot about what it means. And, you know, legacy is something that is dependent on different things. Uh, when you go through Scripture... And you think of different people. For instance, you think of, uh, uh, of different uh, uh, disciples that we, we think of. And you think of uh, Judas. Well, what's his legacy? Traitor. Coward. Liar. Right? Uh, you think of Peter. Well, what's his legacy? Boy, he stuck his foot in his mouth a lot, but he sure ended well. Right? Uh, uh, in any number of things. What, what is their legacy? And the Lord kept saying this to me because I would, I would yesterday I was driving home and I would, I would, I would uh, spend time getting over in the Spirit, just praying in tongues, and I would get over into the Spirit and the Lord kept talking to me about the word that He had given us for 2020 and, and the, the concept of expectation and uh, the different things that we had talked about uh, we talked about keys to manifestation, different things. And to look at that and to keep reminding us that he said it was a year of the manifestation of your expectation. God, it's what I'm expecting. And that that word expecting or expectations, that is your strong hopes or belief that something will happen or that you'll get something you want. All right. And then he said this to me this morning as I was getting uh, ready for service. He said, how you respond becomes your legacy. How you respond becomes your legacy. You know, the way a parent responds to something is going to determine the way their family remembers them. 
Amen. And if we respond to certain things a certain way in, in fear, and not just in the season we're in any time, if I respond in fear, that becomes how people remember me, is what they did. There, there are people that since this whole scenario began, in, in, well, in the world, but especially uh, because of where we're at in our country, there are people that they have battened down the hatches, they have shut the shutters, they've masking taped the doors shut, they haven't seen outside for months. And their legacy for their family is that they responded in all-out fear. And so what they're doing is teaching those that are coming behind them, this is how we respond to crises, we get into fear. And we take what the world is saying and we put it in our mouth and we declare what the world's saying. And, that, and that's what we said Sunday night about how the Lord told Charles Caps that my people take the words of the world and put it in their mouth and speak what the world's speaking and thereby, he said, they corrupt their inheritance. They corrupt it. And... We're not talking on words today, but we, we are talking about responding. We're going to talk about the power of thanksgiving. How you respond becomes your legacy. Now, there are people that they'll, hear, they'll see you or, or a person not afraid, and they'll think you're being flippant. They'll think you're being whatever, irresponsible or whatever. Well, it's because they don't understand faith, and they don't understand the damage of fear. What you fear is coming at you. Whether you want it to or not, it's on the way. Because the thing you fear comes on you. Now, only I can determine whether or not I'm afraid. I've got to make that determination. And just like faith, you don't have to prove to somebody you're not afraid. Right? Just like I don't have to prove to you that I'm in faith. I'm just in faith, right? I, I'm, I'm a husband and a father and a grandfather, and I don't have to prove that to anybody. I know that's what I am. Amen. If somebody said, well, prove you're a father. Well, I don't got nothing to prove to you. I got, I got six kids. It says I'm a father. Or five. I added one. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the point is, right, I'm in faith. I don't have anything to prove. I'm not in fear. I don't have anything to prove. But understand, your response is what shows where a person's at. Right? And, and it's not just taking steps. It's how you respond in your emotions and in your, in your words it's how I respond in my actions to things. What, what is my response to that? And so, how I respond determines my legacy. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and a, uh, a rather familiar passage of Scripture, but in verse 18, the Apostle Paul says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks, 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The Message Bible says be cheerful no matter what. Amen. The uh, Amplified Bible says thank God in everything no matter the circumstances. Now, of course, religion takes this and, and twists it. And for the sake of teaching, I'm going to remind you, this doesn't say for everything give thanks. It says in everything give thanks. Because there's things you can't give thanks to God for because He didn't do it. But in everything, and, and again, the, the message says be cheerful no matter what. Now remember something that we've learned over the years. If the Bible tells me to do something, I can. I can do it. Right? Because acting on the Word, the Word carries its own power source. And when I act on something in the Word, I automatically get the power to do it. And the Amplified Bible says, Thank God in everything, no matter the circumstances. So no matter what we face in life, we're to remain thankful. We're to remain thankful. Amen. Not for the circumstance, but to God in the circumstance. Amen. If there's one thing I can do is be thankful. Glory to God. The, the, in Romans 8, and verse 28. So remember, that's, that's, the, that's the spiritual legacy I'm leaving. That is, is the evidence of what I believe. And something that the Lord reminded me of, thanksgiving is not something that just randomly occurs. You don't just uh, by by coincidence be thankful it's got to be there it's it's got to be how you live just like faith doesn't just randomly happen oops I happen to be in faith today no every day is a faith day every day you choose to be in faith right the Lord kept taking me back to something uh, uh, the couple uh, in our in our church probably watch, watching this morning uh, uh, Brother Josh Yoakum and, and Amy, uh, when their oldest son was born, they got two now, and their, their oldest son was born, and the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. He's got such a bad condition in his heart. There's nothing we can do. Just take him home and, and love him for the next little bit and, and, you know, just be thankful for that time you had. And when he called me, and we took the time to pray in the Holy Spirit, and I talked to Pastor Michelle, the Lord said something through her. They can't tell you what to believe. That's your choice. And I took that and told him that, and boy, they grabbed a hold of that. You're not going to tell us what to believe. Right? And, and, and they got in the Word, and, and well, he's over a year old now, and at home, and I mean, whew, cute as a button and, and fat, just fat fat as he can be, plump, and, and got a little brother, and, and the point that I'm making is, I, I choose what I do, and no circumstance, 
no matter how widespread, no matter how difficult, can tell me what to believe or how to feel. Amen. And also, it cannot tell me what is normal. Because what is normal is what the Word says. Hallelujah. And, and that's important to, to keep in sight. Because, you know, there, there are people that, that think you just don't want to, uh, oh, Lord, help me with the Word, that you just, you just don't want to... Uh, uh, They'll use the phrase, be realistic. Well, I'm not going to put certain words in my mouth because I know too much. I know I'll have what I say. They don't know that. I know that. Amen. See, that, that's the problem. When you, know, when you know the word, now you're responsible for it. When you know the word, you're held accountable for it. And if you know that Jesus said you'll have whatever you say, you can't get around that. Amen. Do, do you see this? When you know that Scripture says in everything give thanks, you now know too much. You know too much to be sad. You know too much to get over there and be in the, in, in the dumps. You know too much not to thank God and to praise God. Amen. Do, do you see that? Now in Romans 8 and verse 28, this is a familiar verse, but let's look at it. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. All things work together for good to them that love God. The word work means to cooperate. All things cooperate. Do you see that? To them that love God. So what does this mean? Everything in a believer's life has to cooperate with us so that good comes out of it. Everything. My, my mouth, my thinking, the way I view things, it has to cooperate in order for good to come out of it. You, you can't be saying things that are, are contrary to what you know and expect that circumstance to cooperate with you. You, you just can't. Hallelujah. All things cooperate for good. Everything. It's not that the circumstance is for your good, it's that in the middle of the circumstance, you are doing what you know, and that circumstance, that thing, begins to cooperate. Pastor Michelle said it today. When we're taking the place of authority, that circumstance in Zechariah, it says, I'll put you in charge. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and you'll talk to people and they'll say, yeah, but, no, no, wait a minute. If I'm in charge and I can start changing things and turning things by what I'm doing, causing it to cooperate with me, 
There are people you know right now that have stood on the Word and done what God told them to do. And great things are happening in their life. Miracles are occurring in their life. Victory financially in every other area. That didn't just happen. God didn't go down the line and say, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I like you and not you. I'm going to bless you and I'm not going to bless you. That's not how it happens. The blessings of God are not random. The blessings of God are not just, they're, they're not coincidence. The blessings of God, the Bible says, fall on those that do what? Make Him their source. And when you're determined that this is going to cooperate for my good, everything that I see is going to work together for my good. I'm coming out of whatever I'm in better than I came in it. I'm going to be more blessed. I'm going to be more healthy. I'm going to be more supplied for. Amen. I don't want my legacy to be that I fell in line with what everybody else was saying and fell in line with what everybody else was doing and got afraid because the world that I'm not even a part of, that is not even where I come from, fell into. He said, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. I have something bigger working on the inside of me. Amen. Hallelujah. So then Paul gives us the key to all things working together for good in our lives. Thanksgiving. Verse 31 of chapter 8, notice what he says. What shall we say then to these things? Now fill in the blank there. What are those? Now I know he's talking specifically in context uh, uh, about that he foreknew you, he predestined you, uh, uh, he called you, he justified you, he glorified you. And then he says when you read this list, what are you going to say to all these things? And then he gives us the answer. If God be for us, who can be against us? And all those things prove that God's for us. Amen. Amen. But notice what he says. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Then verse 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Verse 37, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That word conquerors is the word huper nikeo. It it means hyper victory. (laughs) Victory above and beyond. Amen. It means Nike man. Amen. Hooper, above. It's not just victory. Not just winning, far above that. Hyperdrive. He says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul lets us know that we should be thankful because, number one, nothing can separate us from the anointing and the love of God that will change our circumstances. Nothing can separate me from that. Nothing. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Pressure. Right? Distress. Persecution. No. He said no. And all those things were more than conquerors. Amen. 
He says, first of all, what do we say to these things? What do you say to everything that you may see at any time, not just this season? Uh, if God be for me, who can be against me? And, and the idea there is that Paul is handing out a list and he's saying, write them down, name them. If God's for you, who can possibly be against you? Amen. That's what you've got to fill your mouth with. That's what you've got to be saying. If God's for me, who can be against me? What can stop me? What can stop me from achieving what God wants me to have? What God has said to you, God has said to you, and nothing can stop what God said from coming to pass. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Nothing can stop it. God. Yeah, but there's no but. There's no but that's applicable there. Amen. You, can't, you can't say that. Because He didn't say, if God be for us, who can be against us except when? Or but, or unless they say. There's not one scripture in the word that tells you to fill your mouth with what they say and, and establish that. It says for you to fill your mouth with what God said and establish that. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Do, do you see that? Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> so, what can stop it? Nothing. What God said is what God said. Amen. It's it, everything that you need is going to be simple and easy. Well, how, how can I say that? Because Scripture says it. Scripture says that God that made a way in the wilderness, that brought the people of Israel out... He will still, He will work in just that manner for you. Do you remember how He brought Egypt out or how He brought Israel out? He had a group of people in that nation that was hated by that nation, that had become slaves to that nation, yet God said before He brought them out, send them around to all their neighbors and have them borrow silver and gold from their neighbors. And they went and knocked on the doors and asked for silver and gold from the wealth of the wicked and they gave them their silver and gold. And the Bible says that that's how the Egyptians were spoiled because God gave the people favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. That's what you fill your mouth with. I don't care what's going on in the world. I have favor. I have favor with God and man. God still hears and answers my prayers. Amen. And if God's for me, name them. Who can be against me? Write them down. What disease can be against me? What it, can, it can't be against me. Because Scripture says God's for me. Amen. But, but, but now listen, when people are filling their mouth with what the world says, they're establishing that in their home. There are Christians today that are establishing destruction in their home. Because that's what they're saying. Amen. You know what they're saying. I'm not even going to give it credence. You know what people are saying. Well, if this don't change and if this don't change. What if it doesn't? What, what if it doesn't change as the, the way they, they are looking for it to change? What is, that doesn't change what we believe. It doesn't change what the Word says. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Do, do you understand you've got a choice of how you look at things? I, I saw gas the other day for $1.14 a gallon. Tell me when the last time you saw gas for $1.14 a gallon. I tell you, there are people alive on the planet right now that have never seen gas for $1.14 a gallon. Amen. Well, what's that got to do with anything? I choose to look at $1.14 a gallon gas. Fill it up two or three times. Amen. But what if it was $20 a gallon? Fill it up because you can't be against me. Heaven's economy does not fluctuate based on the world's economy. Whatever you need in the earth at whatever season you need it in, heaven's economy matches it. And it doesn't have to increase to give it to you. There's no stock market in heaven. There's no bull market or bear market in heaven. He's giving us the key here. Whatever you face, be thankful, amen, that what God said is what's going to happen. Be thankful that God is for me and nobody can be against me. Say it out loud. I'm thankful that God's for me and no one can be against me. Amen. There's a scripture in Psalms that says, If the evil can pass me around about, I will not be afraid because the Lord will fight for me. Amen. Then he says, of course, in verse 35, Who can separate me from the love of Christ? Who can separate me from the love and the anointing that's in Jesus? Nobody. Nothing. Not one thing. Amen. Can't separate me from it. That's reason to be thankful. I'm attached to the anointing. I'm attached to the love of God. I can't be separated from it. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Amen. Do you see this? Too many people try to get through things in life with no joy. And without being thankful. And that's why it's hard for them. Because they have no joy and no thanksgiving. Amen. And they sit and flip through channels and look at every news program that's on. They read every email that comes across their phone. Every time there's a news alert. I'm telling you, some of y'all watching me, you need to undo that news alert system off your phone. It's hurting you. It's, it's ruining your ability to believe God. There are people that wake up in the night and read those news alerts. Amen. Do, do you understand me? And they're trying to get through. Now, now understand, this is any circumstance. Not, faith looks beyond. Not just where we're at. They try to get through things in life with no joy. What does Nehemiah 8.10 say joy is? Strength. strength. Joy is strength. Hallelujah. When, when, when we started dancing and shouting this morning, strength came in. Joy. Amen. Glory be to God. Do you see that? And that's why it's so hard for them. Oh, oh, I just, oh, oh, I just, oh, oh. No joy. No joy. 
There are people that will look, that will not even pay attention to this beautiful morning that we're having here in Little Rock, Arkansas, where the temperatures are so nice and, and so mild and it's so, and they're not, they're not even going to pay attention to it. They're going to be glued to something that's bringing their spirits down and bringing their joy to a place of barrenness. And they can be taking this day and this time and rejoice in the Lord always and be joyful in the Lord and actually have more strength when they go to bed tonight than they had when they got up this morning. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Look at Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24 and verse 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. The word small is narrow. Not much to it. It's important. Because Scripture says in Isaiah that salvation is a well. Right? A well. Now, again, having just come from where I was celebrating my my father's uh, homegoing, um, I, I got to go back around a lot of the home, old home plays. And I remember growing up, uh, being there, and my aunt and uncle, uh, Carl and Pauline Osborne, they had a home, and I remember when they got indoor plumbing. I remember, I remember that. And uh, they had a well in the backyard. Well, you know, that well wasn't just, uh, you know, four or five feet deep. That well was deep. Deep water. Amen. And, and they didn't have a little bucket about that deep to draw water out of the well. They had a bucket. Right? Because if you're going to use that water for something, you don't want to have to, to, to go back in that well 15, 20 times. You want to be able to get however much you need in a couple times. Because that's work. Well, Isaiah says, with joy is how you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Amen. If your strength is small or if, you're, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small or narrow and the strength is small or narrow because there's no joy there. And Nehemiah 8.10 says the joy of the Lord is your strength. When things come, if we fall to pieces, there is no thanksgiving and no joy in our lives. I should say that again. When things come, if we fall to pieces, there is no thanksgiving and no joy in our life. The Message Bible says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Amen. Amen. Now, that's not being hard. What makes us up and what makes us strong is the joy of the Lord. This ability to be thankful 
in everything. Amen. You've got to have joy to be thankful. There are no grumpy, joyful people. There are no grumpy, joyful people. Amen. You've got to have joy to be thankful. If you're going to be thankful, it's because you're joyful. Amen. I've run into Christians before. Well, what is there to be thankful what we're going through? Well, what do you mean? Do this. Are you alive? You got something to be thankful for. I preached a message one time on the scripture that says it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. Amen. You, 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 you got joy. You, you, you've got breath in your lungs. You've got food on your table. You've got money in your pocket. God is taking care of you. You've got something to be thankful for. You've got something to be joyful for. Amen. If nothing else, you can get up thankful this morning that you did not go to hell. God saved you. God delivered you. God set you free. I got a reason to be full of joy. If the old folks used to say, if he never does anything else for me again, he saved me, he delivered me, he set me free. I got a reason to be thankful. I got a reason to be joyful. Amen. Grumpiness is a sign that you're letting the world get in you. And, and I'll say this real quick. You know too much to let that happen. You know the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart. Right? And what did you tell me in the Spanish? It says, above all that you're guarding, guard your heart. With everything guarded, guard your heart. There are people right now that are guarding their finances. They're guarding their food. They're guarding their health. They're guarding their toilet paper. But they're not guarding their heart. They're just opening up to what the world says and just imbibing it. You've got to guard your heart. Why? Because it says out of your heart flow the issues of life. Those things that are important to your life, where do they come? They come out of your heart. Joy comes out of your heart. Peace comes out of your heart. Thankfulness comes out of your heart. Faith comes out of your heart. And if you're consistently partaking of what the world is saying and you're not guarding your heart, there won't be any joy. And when I need to stand against something, there'll be no strength to stand against it because I won't have any joy. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? Say out loud, my joy joy comes from knowing what God said. Say, say, my joy joy comes from the power of the word. Hallelujah. Do you see that? There are no grumpy, joyful people. And somebody, they'll, they'll see somebody grumpy and they'll say, well, what's wrong with him? Here's the simple answer. No joy. Yeah, but if you were going through what I'm going through. Listen, everybody's going through something. If, if we took a poll, if we could online today of the people that are watching this, Almost everybody online is going through something. I'm not just talking about the prevalent things that we see. There are other things people are going through. Amen. 
you know, I was, I was there at my father's services. And, you know, we weren't the only people that were burying loved ones. Life is going on. People are being born. There are thousands of babies that will be born today. There's over 150,000 people that will die today. Life is going on. Amen. People are celebrating. I went to Starbucks on the way back home. And, and, and a certain Starbucks I know of outside Nashville. And the line was wrapped around the Starbucks out into the road. People are still buying coffee. They're still buying banana nut bread. They're still going to the store. Life is going on. It's how you look at it. And I sat there in that Starbucks line, joyful. Thank you, Jesus. Venti is on the way to me. Praise God. I didn't have to drink Duncan. Hallelujah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Duncan if you like Duncan. But my point is, my point is, it's, it's up to me. I can be grumpy or I can be joyful. But if I'm grumpy, I'm not joyful. And if I'm joyful, I'm not grumpy. You know too much. Amen. When, when you feel that feeling come on you, you know too much. You got to shake it off. Amen. Grumpy people are never thankful. Never thankful. Be, because you can't be because you're grumpy. Grumpy people will complain and criticize, but they're never thankful. Complain about what's going on. Complain about what's, what they're facing. See, this is the power of thanksgiving. Your faith works by love. Your faith works by keeping your heart in a right place. Oh, glory. Hmm. When we're thankful and joyful in the circumstance, that's when the power of God shows up. When I'm thankful and I'm joyful. Amen. And so that's why you maintain your attitude of joy. Right? And your attitude of thanksgiving. And, and however you manifest it, however it, you exhibit it, Whether it's a smile on your face, a shout on your lips, a dance in your step, what you're doing is you're being thankful and joyful because of what God said, and then the power of God shows up equal to your level of thanksgiving and joyfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. I got so much good going on in my life right now. How can I think about anything else? I got so many good things happening right now how can I think about everything else? And there are people that will say, yeah, but this is going on, that's going on. And it is, and I'm not making light of it. But here's, I get to choose what I'm focused on. Yes. Amen. In uh, Philippians chapter 4. Am I helping you all this morning? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. And I'll just be real honest with you. There are a lot of things. I'm way out beyond it. I mean, I, I have so put in my mind, in my mouth, what God said, 
I'm out beyond that. Amen. My life, let me explain this. My life is normal. Amen. Our life is normal. Amen. And, and, and people will say, well, how can you say that? All the, these things going on. I choose whether or not I let those things. And Jesus said in Mark 4 that things will happen to you dependent on the measure and thought and attention you give it. And he said in Mark 4, for the word to work and for you to bring forth 30, 60, or 100 fold, it was dependent on the measure of thought and study that you gave to it. There were, there were other ground in that Mark chapter 4 that heard the word, but they allowed the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things to enter in and choke the word. He also mentioned in their tribulations and persecutions because of the word. And he said those things were given the attention and it allowed those things to choke the word. So what does that mean? No matter where I'm at, the word is my normal. This is my normalcy. Amen. If I give my thought and attention to what the word said, that's what I'll have. Glory be to God. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible says, don't fret or have anxiety about anything. About anything. When we're worried and fretful... We can't be thankful. You can't. Because they're polar opposites. They're like faith and fear. You, you, you're not going to be in fear and be in faith, and you're not going to be in faith and be in fear. Well, you can't be joyful and thankful and worried and fretful. You can't. It's impossible. Well, you know, but I'm just concerned. That's Christian worry. Right? That's Christian worry. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm good here, but this concerns me. That's, I'm worried about that. Amen. You know, when Scripture says something in Matthew 6, it says, So then, take no thought saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, in parentheses, for your heavenly Father knows you have need of these. In other words, that parenthetical statement, after all these things the Gentiles seek, is there for clarification. If you took that out, it says this, Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Because your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things. You see that? What's the end result of that? Be thankful that my heavenly Father knows I have need of all those things and He will supply them. Right? Thanksgiving, being thankful, is the number one proof positive that you're in faith. 
There's two of them, joy and peace. And they go hand in hand. If you're thankful and joyful, you're peaceful. Amen. I'm peaceful. I'm, I'm, I'm joyful. I'm thankful. I'm peaceful. I'm at peace. We cannot... Well, let me say this. Being thankful requires you to focus on the answer and not the problem. It requires that. This may seem elementary, but you can't be thankful for the answer if you're not focused on the answer. You can't be thankful for what God said if that's not your focus. Amen. It requires that you focus on the answer. In, uh, and we won't take the time to go there, but in 2 Chronicles 20, when, when uh, uh, Jehoshaphat went to the Lord and he took that letter that they had written and he laid it out before the Lord. And, and you'll remember the Lord came on, on uh, 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 one of the singers and he began to prophesy and he said, don't be afraid, don't be in fear. You won't have to fight in this battle. The Lord will fight for you. The next day, the king took that, what had been said to them, and went before the Lord with it. And he said, this is what God said. Now believe the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe his prophets and you'll prosper. And isn't it interesting? They did not prepare to fight. They prepared to praise. They began to be thankful. Why? Because the Lord said you won't have to fight. Amen. Well, he said in Scripture, Job chapter 5, in the time of famine, you'll laugh. So I have scriptural precedence to be joyful and laugh in those seasons because that's what the Word of God says. What, what will you focus on? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it requires that I focus on the answer. Not the problem. Amen. Yeah, but there's, there's so much. No, no, no. There's so much. Right here. So much. Amen. The world right now is focused on one thing. We've got too much else to be focused on. Can I, am, am I helping y'all? I kind of feel like I'm all over the place, but we're following the Holy Spirit. You can't afford to get distracted. What did the Lord tell you at the beginning of the year? You know, there wasn't something behind the back of the devil that God didn't know. Right? And the devil pulled it out and said, Wah! and God went, whoo, my Lord, I wasn't expecting that. It didn't catch God off guard. Right? And he said, and I'll read it to you. He said, those who will make a decision to stand foreign on the word will see a manifestation of the word in their lives that they have never seen before. That's what he said. And he knew what was coming was coming. But he said, even though it's coming, you stand on my word and you'll see a manifestation of my word like you've never seen before. Amen. 
See, do you remember when Joshua said something? They said there are people that want to go back and people that, that, that are not going after this thing. And Joshua, an old man, pulled himself up and he said, I don't know what y'all are going to do. He said, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Right? I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but as for me, I am going to see a manifestation of the Word in my life this year like I've never seen before. I'm already seeing it. It's never stopped. That manifestation has never stopped. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That's, he has done that. Amen. It says when you walk through the water, the, the waves will not overcome you. He said when you go through the fire, the flame will not kindle around about you because I'm with you. He said when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear because I'm with you. So I can focus on the shadow of death or on who I'm with. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. You know, I've had the privilege over the years, of course, of, 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 of serving a, a great man and woman of God. And you know, there, there, there are times I'll go to a big conference or to a major conference and, and you know, we'll show up and of course I'm helping and, 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 and we'll go to wherever we need to go and maybe there's credentials or whatever and, uh, and the people will look at me and they'll go, oh, and, and here's your credentials. And you have access to this and you have access to that. And, and you walk by big security guards and they look at that access that you have and they know who you're with and they open the door for you and say, come on in, good to see you. And, and you got access to places that, that you never thought was possible because of who you're with and who you belong to and who, and who you're helping. It's not what you're going through. It's who you're with while you're going through it. And he said, I'll be there with you and no evil will befall you. And you just be thankful that I am your God and I am your way maker and I'll bring you out in Jesus name. It's up to me. Hallelujah. Woo. Then he said. Look for things to occur quicker than before. As an emphasis is placed on my word and what I promised in my word. Yeah, but there's no but. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, If you believe the Lord, you'll be established. Believe His prophets, you'll prosper. He said, Look for things to occur quicker than before as an emphasis is placed on my word and what I promised in my word. Yeah, but we're almost into May. And what does that have to do with any flipping thing? Amen. Nothing. Has nothing to do with it. Now, let me ask you a question. According to Scripture, how many days did God require to create everything we see? How many? Six. Now, whether you believe in... in Six literal days of creation or, or you believe in something different. The point is, is according to scripture, it outlines six days 
that God created everything we see. If God created the entire known universe and world in six days, what can He do in the last six months of this year? What can He do in six weeks? If He did all this in six days, what can He do in six hours? I'll tell you what He can do. Everybody in here, no matter how deep in sin you were, no matter how far away you were from God, in a matter of seconds, in a matter of moments, you said, Jesus is my Lord, and everything that you were was gone, and everything God wanted you to be showed up. God took you from a place of sinner to righteous, a place from being alienated to being a son or a daughter of God, a place of having no hope to serving the God of hope and God of hope being on the inside of you. And all you did was believe what His Word said. That's all you did. Amen. So, (sighs) glory to God. So you, you go after your house, you go after your raises, you go after your bonuses, you believe for promotion because it's not going to be limited by what the world is dealing with. It's only going to be limited if you believe it's limited. But the things that are coming, many hills will be flattened, many curves will be straightened, many doors will be open. And as I've spoken previously, in the next three months, there are things that are going to occur and in the next six months from May to November many things are going to occur that people are going to literally hold their head in their hands the Lord says and say this I never thought it could be I did I could never have seen this coming but my God look what God has done in our lives and you're going to know during the next six months that truly the impossible is possible hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And, 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 and I'll just say this. Oh, it's early yet. I'll just say this. It has, and you can ask Pastor Michelle, it, it has just been this flurry in my spirit. I'm just, God is just talking to me. And I've, I've held off saying things because, you know... It's, it's just so big in me. I even emailed someone today and I said, I don't want to sound like a super spirit, but this is what God keeps talking to me about and dealing with me about. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that you're going to come out of everything that the world's dealing with better than you went into it. And your neighbors and your family members are going to ask you, how did you prosper to such an extent during this season and you're going to be able to take them to the Word and take them to the Scripture and many family members and many neighbors are going to be saved and born again because you prospered in a time of famine. And I'm thankful. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you see that? He said then as well, that 2020 will be a time of action. Well, being thankful is action. I'm actively thankful. No more sitting and waiting, but a time of acting and taking. Amen. You're going to go take that house. You're going to go take that job. You're going to go take that raise. Amen. And according to Scripture, 
we're not going to be anxious about it. <laughs> Amen. Being thankful proves you're in faith. It proves it. Unthankful people cannot be in faith. And here's why. The driving force behind thankfulness is love. I'm thankful because I love him. I'm thankful because of his love for me. Notice here in the book of Ephesians 5. And, and we see an important point here. Ephesians 5 and 18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice Paul gives us the key to being thankful, first of all, staying filled with the Spirit. Amen. Staying filled with the Spirit. Well, how do, I, how do I stay filled with the Spirit? I stay stirred up. Praying in tongues. Amen. That, that is the key to being thankful, staying filled with the Spirit. <clears throat> he uses a phrase here, Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess. That word excess is the word dissipation, to dissipate. Um, in other words, evaporation. It wears off. In other words, if a person, for instance, becomes uh, intoxicated, that doesn't last forever. It dissipates. And he says, being drunk with wine will dissipate. Notice what he says, though. Be filled. The Greek phrase there is be being filled. It's constant. It's consistent. In other words, being drunk with wine won't help you, but constantly being filled with the Spirit is the answer. Now, see, I just gave you a verse and now you know too much. Uh, so, in other words, there, we could say it this way. There are things that pressure people that eventually, just in the natural course of things, the pressure will lessen. Are you following me? But he says, understand that the way to always overcome is constantly be filled with the Spirit. Well, how do I do that? I've got to constantly stir it up. Praying much in the Holy Ghost. You can't overemphasize that. Well, what do I do when the pressure's on? Praying the Spirit. What do I do when the challenge is on? Praying the Spirit. What do I do when everything's going great? Praying the Spirit. What do I do when there are no pressures? Pray in the Spirit. Do you know if you're going through pressure right now, you should be thankful for the season you had with no pressure. 
Right? Yeah, but we're facing a challenge. Yeah, but the six months before you said you had no challenge. You should be thankful. Because that strengthens me to face the challenge. Pastor Michelle preached a series years ago entitled that, Face the Challenge. And how to face the challenge and how to overcome the challenges that come. You know, Brother Hagin said this. He said, if you're walking by faith, you're not just going to float through life on flowery beds of ease. He said, you, you've got to exercise your faith. Faith is for the fight. Faith is for the challenge. Amen. So he says the key to being thankful is staying filled with the Spirit. You, you can't afford a lot of carnality. you got to stay filled with the Spirit. You know, if, uh, if you have YouTube maybe on your Roku or whatever, Pastor Michelle and I were talking about this, and, you know, you can sit there with your, your deal going through YouTube. Click, 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 click. And they'll have all kind of, you know, videos, uh, cat videos, dog videos, squirrel videos. I mean, video videos, right? And click, 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 click. And you go all the way through all the lists. And you get down and there's an arrow pointing back up and it says back to the top. And there are people that will click the back to the top and go all the way back up and click, 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 click. What are they doing? Looking for something to get their mind off of what they're dealing with. And it's a bunch of carnal nonsense that has no power to help them. Amen. You got people that are been, and they did this before the situation showed up. Binge watching Garbage. Well, I just want to get my mind off everything. Yeah, but when you're done watching 42 episodes, <laughs> right, of Housewives of the Lower 40 or whatever it is, now you still got to deal with whatever was there and you have no spiritual strength. Matter of fact, you probably have less spiritual strength now to deal with it. Amen. When, when, when I could be lifting myself up in the spirit, I could be watching something that's encouraging my spirit. I'm not telling you not to watch a movie or a show. That's not what I'm saying. But that should not be what you eat for every meal. You know, a, 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 a wonderful family brought a, a, a meal over uh, the first night that we were there. And, and I didn't, I'd gotten a salad. I, I, I'd... I eat what I eat, and I went and gotten a salad from a place. And so I brought my, my meal over to, to my mom's house. And they had brought my father's favorite pie was peanut butter pie. And they had brought a big peanut butter pie. Amen. Now, you know, quite frankly, if you taste that peanut butter pie, it is slap your mama good. <laughs> Amen. It's just good. But good doesn't mean it's what you need to eat all the time. It's good. It's tasty. But if that's all you eat, we're going to know. Right? And, and, and you're going to know. We'll, we'll see the outside evidence. And you'll see the inside evidence. Because you won't have any energy. You won't have any strength. You won't have any durability. 
because it's all sugar, it's all garbage, right? Oh, it tastes good. It's an it's a, it's a escape, right? But it's not you sit down and you eat a bowl full of green beans and you get something that's going to help you in the next day or so. Amen. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? And so people will say, well, what are you saying? I should just listen to preaching all the time. Well, let me ask you a question if that's how you think. What would be so bad about that? Why would that be so bad? Amen. I listen to eight hours of Brother Hagin going and eight hours of Brother Hagin coming, and I'm better for it. Amen. Are, are you following me? What, what, what is really wrong with taking 30 minutes and just praying in the Holy Ghost? Well, but you know, I just need an escape. That's an escape. Man, you're escaping the clutches of the natural and you're getting over into the supernatural. See, when you fill your mind with carnality, that's what you've got to draw from. If I'm not putting any different information in me, I don't have any information to draw from. Amen. And, and, you know, I'm very polite about it. I'll have people come and say, did you see this and did you see that? And, and most of the time I have to say no because I didn't. And, and, and I'll be very polite and let them tell me what was seen. But I have a different source that I'm drawing from. I don't want to get to heaven and have to go to how to be spiritual classes. Because I, I spent my life being so carnal. See, we know, Larry, we know too much. We know, I know how to come out of something. I know how to keep myself from it. Right? Oh, glory to God. This is so important. Because that, that, that's the key to being thankful. Staying filled with the Spirit. Keep, keeping that, that, that Spirit. You know, you know in the, I was talking to Pastor Michelle. I said, you know what I, I think that, that I would like to do? is when we leave the house in the morning, we're just going to tell Alexa, Alexa, play Scripture Memory Songs playlist. And I mean, there's, I don't know how many, how many CDs we have of that. I don't know. A bunch. And just let it play all day long through the house. Well, why would you do that? Because then when I come home, the Word has been spoke over my home all day long. Amen. Amen. You know what a lot of people do? They leave their house... And the last word spoken over their home is how bad everything is, how miserable everything is, how horrible the situation is. And, 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 and in a shameless plug for a book called First Words Matter, Last Words Stand, those words are standing by their door like this, like soldiers waiting on them to come back. And they're going to come back to their home, a place that should be a refuge, a place that should be an anchor of peace and hope and safety. And they're going to they're go in a home that's no different than what the world has. Not us. We know too much. We know too much. Amen. Our house is blessed. Our house is healed. Our house is protected. Our house is joyful. Our house is an oasis of love in the middle of a mess. Our house is blessed by the power of God. Amen? This word things here, where he says uh, in giving thanks always for all things 
unto God. We're told that it means good. So we thank God for all the good. Hallelujah. We're, 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 we're not to give thanks for what the devil has done. But for the opportunity to see God work. Think about it. You know how many miracles in this season that people talk to me about? Houses. Raises, healings. That, you know what? That's going to be your legacy. Your children are going to tell their children, in the middle of a famine, mom and dad got a new house. In the middle of a struggle, dad got a $5,000 a year raise. In the middle of a challenge, dad got jobs and better jobs. In the middle, when, when my friends were struggling, we never struggled. We had more than enough. That'll be your legacy. Hallelujah. When? Because I'm thankful. Because I'm thankful. Amen. We thank God for the fact that we'll get to see God work everything out for our good. It's all going to work together for my good. Hallelujah. Do you see that? He said to us in that word that uh, those who will stand in the truth, uh, they would find themselves at odds with the world. Well, you might find yourself at odds with the world. But he said, they will also experience a level of victory not seen before. Now, now this is so important. Because either this is what God said at the beginning of the year or it's not. Well, it is. Does that make sense? And he said <laughs> that just as Peter and John stood before the religious leaders of their day and said, rather it be right in the sight of God to listen to you more than, than to God, you judge. We can only speak the things we have seen and heard. And he emphasized those words, seen and heard. And then he said to me, those things which we've heard from the word is what will be seen in our lives this year. Hallelujah. And every time I would get over in the spirit, that's what he kept directing me back to. That what we're expecting is what we're going to see. What we're expecting is what we're going to see. Amen. And <clears throat> I'll say this in wrapping this up. Thank you, Lord. You are seeing, if we can use this phrase, commiserate with what you're ingesting. You cannot see different than what you're feeding on. Right? The ten spies that went into the land, we know, or twelve spies, we know that ten of them came back with a bad report. Folks, they weren't in faith when they went in the land. Couldn't have been. 
Because had they been in faith, they would have been thinking different. They would have saw the giants and said, it doesn't matter. God said he'd drive them out. They would have saw the walled cities and thought, it doesn't matter. God said he'll fight for us. They had been feeding. Now, now, the Bible doesn't say this, but because of the principles of faith that we know, how many times did they sit around in their tents and talk about how they couldn't do? I, I know we're going to be going in the land, but, you know, I just, man, I don't know. I don't, you know, if we, what happens if? And do you know that's the devil's words? Well, what happens if? Well, now you're stepping out there and you're taking a step of faith, but what happens if? That's the devil. And when you start speaking the devil's words, you have now entered into the ministry of the devil. Now you're, you're ministering and preaching in your life what he said. Can't do that. Because what I'm ingesting is how I'm going to see things. Amen. And, and I want to be very careful to keep emphasizing this. I'm not just talking about the season the world's in. This is any area. Folks, this is living by faith 101. You, you cannot see different if what you're ingesting is contrary to the word. You can't. You, you cannot because it colors every area of your life. It colors every area of your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So say it out loud. I see it the way God sees it. I say it the way God says it. And I'll have it the way God wants it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Well, we're so grateful for this.